Well, hello there, and welcome back to So Talk to Me, episode 62. How's it going, Samantha? Good. Good. Josh? Yeah. Uh huh. Episode 62. We made it to 62. We, we made it to 62. Yeah. I used your first name because uh, I, we, I didn't do like a proper introduction of who I am, who you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I figured after 62 episodes, you guys probably know who we are. Unless, but then again, you know, you're just jumping on board now. And that's this true. And the first episode you're listening to. Well, welcome, In that new case, listener. I really hope this episode doesn't suck. Uh, me too. Have our episodes sucked? I'm sure there have been episodes that have sucked. I'm sure some of oh, our first episodes, ouch. we just, I'm not sucked as in, I just mean like. <laughs> not sucked as in, what, suck is a pretty strong word. Well. Like if it sucks. Well, I've then, gone back and I've listened to like a couple of our. <laughs> and they suck? No, they don't suck. That was just me exaggerating. But we just sound a lot more awkward. Okay. Than we do now. Okay. We're, you you can just tell like we're a lot more comfortable now than we were when we were first starting out. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Okay, well, hopefully we don't suck today. <laughs> um, but welcome. My no name sucking. is Joshua Paul Broccolo, and wow, I have today with me name. my wife Samantha Page Broccolo. Wow, you went with the whole name. Why not? Just do it. I mean, you don't want me to call you Sam, so... No, I hate that. Don't do that. Isn't that weird? But you guys can call her Sam. That's totally fine. I don't I want my husband calling me a male name. It's not a male name. It is. You, The girl that you watch twice a week is named Ezra. I think that's weird because Ezra is a male name. Sam, short for Samantha, is not a male name. It can be. Yeah. If your name is Samuel... But your name is not Samuel, your name is Samantha. So Sam is just short for Samantha. And I don't like being called Sam. By you. Yeah, but just by me. That's that's how this that's how this well, works. Guys. I would I would prefer people just call me Samantha instead of Sam, but I can deal with it. With mm. you though, no, just don't do it. That's not what you've told me in the past. You've told me in the past that you're totally fine with other people calling you Sam. Just not me. Okay, fine. We'll go with that. <laughs> I really don't care. I just don't it's want you to call been. me Sam. <laughs> it's what it's always been. All right. Well, we're Josh and Samantha, and we're here at our kitchen table, and we're going to talk for the next hour or so, however yep. long. Maybe not that long. We're I don't talking. Know. This could be pretty quick. Talk, talk, talk. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so how's your week been, oh, Samantha? Good. What have I done this week? Um, I don't know. What have I done this week? I mean, last weekend we went and hung out with our small group, had our Friendsgiving. Yeah. That was fun. Got lost on the way there. Yeah. That was that's, fun. That's not really that place. That was not very fun. Um, but. I don't know. Just... Hang out. Went to Target today with the kids just to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And just Christmas everywhere mm-hmm. in there. It's true. Ollie loved it. He was like, Christmas trees, Christmas trees, Christmas trees. Lights. Look, <laughs> mommy. Um, he loved it. Nice. I wonder where he gets that from. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not like, I don't know. I'm not like. Super crazy Christmas lady over here playing 
Christmas songs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Is that like a step down from Crazy Cat Lady? Is Crazy Christmas Lady playing her Christmas music? No, making I think her Crazy Cat Lady is much, much worse. I know. That's why I said step down. I wouldn't just be a step down, though. Okay. Well, what other crazy lady would come in between Crazy Christmas Lady and Crazy Cat Lady? Um, I don't know. <laughs> crazy. MLM Lady. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> the problem is they don't let on that they're crazy until after they, they're given their whole spiel. They seem like normal people. What I do now is whenever someone friend requests, friend requests me, I look at their profile and if it says that they sell something, I don't friend them. <laughs> I don't accept it. Dang. Unless I've already like interacted with them on a different group and mm-hmm. I know them from somewhere, then yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know you from Adam and you like friend request me and I see on your profile that you're with Young Living or you're with... I don't know. You name whatever MLM. No, sorry. I'm not, I'm not accepting your friend request because Thieves. you're literally just friend requesting me to try and sell me something. Yeah. And that's not okay with me. Nope. Not cool. Not cool, yo. I thought I you were my friend. I understand that's how you're making money. thought you were my friend. And you're just trying to, you know, make your living. Get that, that new car. But. Swag. Not with me. Sorry. Nope. Doesn't work. We don't have money. <laughs> no. Sorry. Not going to happen. <laughs> All right. So that's our hierarchy of crazy ladies <laughs> that we've set up. Crazy cat crazy lady. Crazy cat lady is just like way up there. It is. Because it's just gross, honestly. Cats are horrible. Cats yeah. are nasty. They're the worst. Yeah. It's just na- no. They're the worst. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, often it's kind of sad because crazy cat ladies live in seclusion. Which I guess is kind of the exact opposite of crazy MLM lady because she wants to be everyone's friend. That's true. But crazy MLM lady, is it's total bait and switch. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's have a good conversation. Check out these cookies that are baked and this recipe. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and it's funny because I know people who, and I guess they are both ladies, that, that come to mind immediately. Um, I, I know people who are, who... I had known before they got involved in MLMs and and so like I know them on a on a friend level and so it's not like they're not pushy mm-hmm. if that makes sense they just post a lot about it on social media yeah. you know um so so like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that like mm-hmm. yeah it can get a little annoying but I I just ignore it like it's not a big deal to me but they're also not like directly selling to me you know that mm-hmm. would be a that would be an, a whole other thing if they started like talking about, well, you know, if you did blah, 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 I can hook you up with blah, 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 and give free samples. And blah, blah. Then, then it would get annoying, but that's not the case. So, and then you've got, um, oh gosh, what did we say? Oh, crazy Christmas crazy lady. Christmas lady. Crazy Christmas lady. Crazy yeah, Christmas I mean, lady is just happy. Yeah. She's not true. like, I don't know, messing with you really in any way. Uh, except that she's playing dang christmas music all the time well you don't like christmas music so that's gonna bother you i don't mind christmas music don't i like it at the appropriate time yeah um you just aren't really a fan at all 
I'm not. I'm not. And actually, <laughs> I um, I I jumped on Twitter earlier this week, and um, a Mister Paul, Doctor Paul Maxwell, had tweeted out um this, and it and it kind of hit me. I was like, "Dang, you're right, dude." <clears throat> he said, "People who hate on early Christmas music, ellipses, our world is in desperate. That's in all caps. Desperate need of joy. Stop being such a killjoy with your derivative hipster crap." <laughs> It's not cute. It's not even funny. It just perpetuates the same cynicism we're all trying to escape. Mariah Carey, hit it. Dang. So. I like that tweet. Yeah. I I replied to him and I said, I'm one of those people. I can't stand the same six songs played over and over again for months at a time by people who have no interest in the meaning behind the words they're using. But, point well taken. (laughs) So. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it, it did, it, it was pretty good, even though I don't like, and, and that's, that's the reason behind it. I don't like Christmas music. And maybe we talked about this last year. I don't remember because we've been doing this for a year. Um, <laughs> it's just that I don't like how it's the same songs over and over and over again. And then like most of the newer Christmas songs are just cheese. Like they're just garbage songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, now t- the, there are a few that are still, that are good. You know, I talked to um, a, a lot last year about snow by sleeping at last. That one's a fantastic song. Um, so um, they're diamonds in the rough, but for the most part, you walk into a department store and it's the same freaking songs over and over again that I've heard, you know, 20 times each year for my 29 years of life. Well, actually, no, Christmas was right after I was born. So my 30 years of life coming up. <laughs> Um, and, and so it, it's just, I, it grates on me that it's the same songs over and over and over again, but his point is a good one. I think like the, the joy, there's something to be said about joy in songs instead of whatever materialist garbage is out on the radio nowadays. So. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've already mentioned how nostalgia is has a huge effect on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's just incredibly nostalgic for me to listen to Christmas music. So like nostalgic for last year when you heard the songs again, well, just nostalgic in the sense that like they make me feel good because they remind me of just happy memories of Christmas memories. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Christmas hasn't ever really been, a bad time for me ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like right after my mom passed away, like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard having her not there because Christmas mm-hmm. was her favorite holiday. She always yeah. just loved it, loved wrapping gifts and just decorating everything about it. Um, And so, yeah, it's hard like not having her there. So that part's sad, but it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't like put a damper on me enjoying Christmas, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So. That's cool. Well, good. Speaking of Christmas, Thanksgiving is coming up. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) Totally forgot about uh, that when we're talking about Christmas already. Although, you know, the weird thing is that it feels more like Christmas because it's actually been cold here in Austin. And I think we've mentioned it's it been the past like two or three weeks. Like way 
abnormally cold for the month that it is. Yeah. 40 degrees in the first two weeks of November is insane. It got below freezing the other day. Yeah. During the night. It was like, what is happening? That that doesn't happen, but for like maybe one week in February. Right. (laughs) Here in Austin. You know, if, if you're not from Austin... I I have probably had more like muggy 80 degree Christmases than I have Christmases where it's actually cold out. Yeah. You know, it it it's yeah, it it rains on Christmas, it does not snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it we hardly ever get snow at all. So, this has been very strange. Uh I like it cuz I like the cold it, using that term relative to Austin weather, um, you know, 40 is, is super cold for us here. Um, but I just, I, I tend to enjoy the cold because it doesn't happen very often here. So you just enjoy it while you can because it's tomorrow it's going to be 100 degrees again. Well, Cause of no, Austin. but it is actually, I think, well, supposed to hyperbole. be warm yeah. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <clears throat> So there you go. <laughs> what is warm? Is that like 70 or is that, no, like 80s? Uh, I think somewhere around there, okay. like 70s more so. So just nice on Thanksgiving. Yes, not cold. Right, right. Yeah. But it should be nice. I was going to do something super cheesy and ask you what you're thankful for. Oh, man. <laughs> seeing as how thanksgiving is coming in i don't know yeah but it's next week i don't have to be thankful until next week <laughs> i'm thankful for the pilgrims no i'm just kidding um for america. america for no i feel like i feel like every year the the the, the first thing that comes to mind is my family mm-hmm. um just you guys the kiddos um but that sounds so cliche like that's just the first thing because i think it's also like one of those things i'm getting personal here for a second um it's one of those things that like uh you don't really okay so we've been married over nine years now i don't know i don't want to say that i take it for granted but at the same time like i would not be as stable of a person just in my own head without you guys to to come home to if that makes mm. sense I, I don't know that sounds i don't know i'm not i'm i'm not saying i'm an unstable person just that like <laughs> you guys have been such a uh a huge part of my life and i say you guys I'm, I'm talking about the kids as well but i mean we've only had kids for a few years so obviously it was just you um for for long before that i don't know if i'm even expressing myself <laughs> the proper way and i don't know if this should even be on the podcast <laughs> um but it's just it's just different like i know i would be a much more yeah just kind of insecure person if i didn't have you guys um so yeah i don't know we love you is that too. is that lame is that cheesy is that cliche no no Okay, well, pumpkin pie. I'm thankful for pumpkin pie. <laughs> That's lame. That's cheesy. I like <laughs> pumpkins. How about you? What are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Many, many, many things. Um, I am definitely thankful for uh, 
Christ's death on the cross, mm-hmm. my salvation, um, God's sovereignty in all things, um, God uh, snatching me up while I was dead in my sins because I'm totally depraved. Hey, oh, <laughs> right. and you and the kids and my family. <laughs> That was cheesy and cliche. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> what about pumpkin pie? <laughs> no, well, um, today we wanted to talk about total depravity. What? Downer. Why? I know. I know. Crazy, huh? <laughs> um, no, actually, it'll make sense later. Um, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of explain why I, I thought it would be a good thing to talk about. Um, but it was something that I was challenged on earlier in the week. So I'll talk about that in a second. But we did, um, you know, we've we've gone through, th- so th- there's the five points of Calvinism, right? The um, or What's commonly referred to as TULIP. And we've talked about the L in TULIP, limited atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not go back to the beginning? You know, when we don't have anything else to talk about, <laughs> um, we can fall back on on going through these different points and what we, um, why we believe them, and kind of how it affects. I think I think that's important as well that these aren't just theological concepts, but um, how it affects us and and how, yeah, how we apply these truths to. Um, Maybe not our daily lives, not, not something that, you know, we have to necessarily be reminded of every day, but uh, certainly something that kind of changes our, our outlook on life, our, our worldview in general, and um, how, we, how we live in the world and how we um, relate to people. So total depravity is the T, the T in Tulip, the first point here is called total depravity, uh, or sometimes called radical corruption. I like that. I like using the word rad. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, totally radical corruption, dude. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Transported back to the 90s. <laughs> um, so, total depravity. What is total depravity? Would it be, homie G? What is total depravity? Yeah. It is us, or man, mm-hmm. humans, being... Um, completely dead in our sin, unable to, well, unable to have faith because we're dead in our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, we are a slave to our sin and therefore mm-hmm. we only sin continuously. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's sorry. That's my own little definition that I just put together on the spot. So <laughs> well, I mean, I, I didn't get that you, from I mean, anywhere. Yeah, no, no, that's good. <laughs> so that's it good. might be a bit. <laughs> no, I, I shoveled. No, that's, that's a good kind of starting point for, for talking about it. Um, Cause there are a couple things and I know, you know, we've given an overview of the five points before, but we're just going to go ahead and, and recover some of this stuff because, um, because I think it's important. It's important to reiterate some of this stuff. So, um, so total depravity, it's something we were not created totally depraved. Right. Right. Um, God created Adam and Eve perfect. 
um, in, in a certain sense, or at least sinless. Okay, we'll say that. God created Adam and Eve sinless. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose to sin against God. And mm-hmm. because of that, now... Uh, the, the, Which meant that they had a free will then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and they chose sin. Mm-hmm. And that sin uh, corrupted them and corrupted all of their offspring. Okay. Yep. And so so now we are totally depraved or radically corrupted um, because of Adam and Eve's original sin. Um, so th- let's, I just want to pick apart the words real quick. So, so when we say the total or radical part of, of our wickedness. Or completely, yeah, I've heard that right, word used too. Or complete. It just means that the, the sin that we have naturally, that we experience naturally, uh, that is a part of us, affects every part of us, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's total in the sense that there is not, there is no longer a part of us that is perfect, that is There is sinless. no good, yeah, in us. Right, right. There's There's no ability to do God's will perfectly. Okay, so, so the, the, the only pushback I'd have to to that is that good can be defined different ways, oh, okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I so meant good as in like the way that God is good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's so a perfection. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what Jesus said. You know, I'm not good. Only or no, he didn't say I'm not good. He said only Father in heaven is good. Um, well, when yeah, when he was talking to. The, wasn't it the Which rich was that? young ruler? Yeah. Why do you call me good? Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Why do you call me good? Uh, right. So it, with using that definition of good, yes, you're right. We cannot be good. Um, so so that's the total part is that it affects every single part of us. So um, our bodies are affected by it, right? We get sick. We die. That mm-hmm. was what God warned Adam and Eve um, before they sinned, that, right. that you die if you ate the fruit. Um, our minds are darkened, right? So we no longer have good thoughts, but our thoughts are actually bent towards evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans one twenty one says that uh, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So um, yeah, even our even our thoughts, even the way that we think is corrupted by sin um our wills obviously you know you talked about we can't we can't choose um god our will our natural will to do something is bent towards sin mm-hmm. um which is you know it's like when you're living in it um that just seems so normal obviously because it's natural right to want to do sinful things i mean that's that's kind of the um the trope is like Oh well, I don't want to be a Christian. I, I like Christians don't have fun, right? Everything that's fun, everything yeah, that's fun in the world is wrong, is sinful. So yeah, of course we're going to naturally want to do sin because it's fun. Um but that's I mean that's the darkened heart, that's the darkened mind um that saying that actually what God wanted for us was f- were things that were like that would fulfill us, namely mm-hmm. himself, right. you know, God wanted good things for us when he made us sinless. 
uh, Adam and Eve. I say us. I just mean the humans in well, general. Well, right. I mean, he not us created everything in the first mm-hmm. six days and called it all good. And called it good. Yes, exactly. Um, so everything that God wants for us is good, is good for us, mm-hmm. is actually better than sin. Um, but our wills are are broken or corrupted um, by sin. And therefore, we want what is bad for us. Right. We want the sin that would damage us even further because we have been broken. Um, or, as you said, dead in our sins. Um, I'm going to use I'm going to use a lot of change uh, a lot of terms interchangeably, broken and corrupted. Um, but at at the end of the day, I mean, it, it is. I like I like the word dead, as you said, because we, there is no way that we can now choose not to sin. Right? What can a dead man do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because um, he's dead. <laughs> exactly. So we just there. The, yeah, there's no way. Um, and then the, so the, that's the total part. Um, and then of course depravity or corruption just means you know to be wicked mm-hmm. you know so so depravity being depraved that's not really a word that we use nowadays right. which is another reason why like radical corruption sounds better like corrupt mm-hmm. is something that's thrown out all the time especially if you follow politics <laughs> um so, so we kind of understand like we're corrupted right a little bit better than depraved that sounds like a very christiany word um and and not that there's anything wrong with that word just you know you wouldn't necessarily um, hear it very often. Um, and then, of course, oh, going back to, to what I said about how we're totally, we're corrupted in every part of our being. Also, our, then um, these are just examples, that, you know, literally every part of us, um, but our emotions are corrupted as well. So we can be enticed emotionally to evil things. Our emotions can lead us in bad directions, <laughs> can get us in a lot of trouble if we mm-hmm. follow our emotions against what God has said, right. because our natural um, inclination is to sin. Right. Oh, so, wait, so we shouldn't follow the Disney trope and we should follow our hearts? Follow our hearts. That's a, that's a good idea. What, what, is, um, what does the Bible say about your heart? <laughs> um... That it's evil and deceitful continually. Yeah, Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So, um, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> don't follow that thing. It may be pumping, you know, blood through your veins, but don't follow it. No, actually, the um, the. Uh, Israel, the Jewish understanding, at least my my understanding of what the Jewish understanding of a heart is. So like the heart, when we talk about a heart, it often means the center of our emotion, right? That's kind of the American, that's that's what a heart, that's why when you say I heart you, mm-hmm. it means I, I love, like love as in the feeling, right. you know? Um, but the Jewish understanding of heart was a little bit different. Your heart was the core of your being. So who you are at your core um, would be would be what they're talking about. The heart is desperately wicked. It's not necessarily just saying your emotions are wicked, even though that's kind of what we as Americans understand. But it's saying you at the center of your being, the very core of who you are, is desperately sick, is 
wicked um, and who can understand it? Like who can understand the core of yourself because you're desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, like you said, a little bit of a downer (laughs) (laughs) when we're talking about uh, total depravity and, and how it affects us. And how um, it just, it causes us to see things as well. So, um, and and these are, especially these five points of Calvinism, um, we'll we'll turn the conversation a little bit, because these concepts are primarily, uh, the the church word would be soteriological. Mm -hmm. So, soteriology is is the study of salvation exactly of salvation so um a lot of these concepts have to do with how god saves us Mm -hmm. um in 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 a little bit we'll kind of talk about how how these concepts don't necessarily apply um or or, are not are not applied in the same way after we're saved right um because god can actually renew uh, you know we are a new creation right we're no longer when we're made alive in christ yes we are no longer dead in our sin exactly exactly he he brings us to life so so when we say total depravity um we're not saying that you know we're not peddling a hopeless concept Right. And saying that everyone is completely, you know, even this, even the verse in Jeremiah that says that, you know, the heart is desperately wicked. That is not necessarily the case after you're saved. Okay. All right. First Corinthians 15 verse 22 says, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. Yeah. Boom. Um, Ephesians 2. I'm going to read the first few verses. It says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich Mm -hmm. in mercy, because of his great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. Yeah, and the the like overarching point to all of these five points is God's sovereignty. Mhm. In in everything basically. Yeah. So, we've determined that man is not good. Right. Yeah, that we're born sinful and that sin um affects every part of us. I've got another, you know, I I think this is kind of written all over the scriptures. It's kind of just the basic understanding of mankind. But I've got one more verse I'll throw into the pot here is is Romans 8 verse 7 says that, um, for the mind that's set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So, um, So this concept... Uh, it plays itself out in in a few different ways. Let me let me pick this apart a little bit um, because I think I think some people kind of straw man Calvinism mm-hmm. and and what we believe total depravity to be. So oftentimes, so so there's um, 
We can think about it in these other terms of Calvinism and then hyper Calvinism. Mm-hmm. Hyper Calvinism is is a it was I would say a branch of Calvinism, but that's not true. I don't think it's a branch of Calvinism. I think it's distortion of Calvinism yeah. that says that oh well because God is sovereign, right? All these points are talking about the sovereignty of God because God is sovereign. Therefore, we don't have to do anything. We don't have God's any responsibility. Didn't do it all, yeah, right. Which again is why I wanted to stress the point that these are primarily soteriological concepts. This is a this is a concept about salvation that we were completely dead in our sin. God had to raise us to life. He he was the one who gave us life through grace through His Son, um, and because of that, now we can respond right to Him. Um, now, one of the other points is that that grace is irresistible. And so obviously now that we can respond, we will. Um, But there is a measure of will in it, right? God actually renews our will so that we will choose him so that we can choose him because our will has actually been revived. It's no longer dead. Um, Which is a complete grace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the one who who revives us. It's not us choosing God. Because honestly, like, why would you even want the choice? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> like, yeah, press into that a little bit more. What do you mean? By like, that? so I I believe that point that God's grace is irresistible mm-hmm. for the ones that He has elect elected. Yeah. Um, if you are elect. You can't resist his grace. Um, mm-hmm. I th- I believe that that is a complete grace upon his part. Like, uh, why would I want the ability to choose something else? Does that make sense to choose anything other than him? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's, Let's push in a little bit more in this in this will in this idea of a will. Um, so so again, going back to the the ideas of Calvinism and hyper Calvinism. Hyper Calvinism says, "Well, you know, God's going to do absolutely everything. I don't have to do anything because He's going to make me do things. So I, I no longer have any responsibility because God is completely sovereign over everything that happens." Right? That's hyper Calvinism. Again, I think that's a distortion of what Calvinism actually is. Yeah. Um, in a sense, we do have, we as Calvinists do believe that we have a will. We have a free will to choose what, what we want to do. Now, because of total depravity, we will always choose sin. Right. We okay. Dead so that's what sin. I was getting at. Yeah. Like before you're made alive in Christ, your only will is towards sin. Yes. Right. Until you're made alive in Christ, you can only choose sin. And mm-hmm. after you're made alive in Christ, then and only then do you even have the ability to choose what God commands. Right. Yes. Because it's in our nature to sin. Right. That's what that's what total depravity right. means, is that our, our very nature is to sin. Um, and an analogy that I like to use is um, say that you take a dog, okay? And that dog 
Um, you put them in a room. You starve them for a couple days. Okay, I'm not. I'm not advocating starving dogs, but just <laughs> go with me here. Um, and you starve the dog for a couple days. Okay, so the dog is super hungry. So then you take them into a room. Okay, and on one side of the room, you know, the twenty foot room, whatever, he has to run to one side or the other. On one side of the room, you have a pile of T-bone steaks. Okay, raw T-bone steaks. On the other side of the room you have a, a ton of heads of lettuce, okay? As soon as you let that dog go, what is he going to do? The steaks. He's going to run to those steaks. He has the choice to run to the lettuce if he wants to, but it is his nature to eat meat. Mm-hmm. So every single time, there is absolutely no chance that he will ever go to the lettuce and start eating the lettuce first. Right. He will 100% of the time always go to the meat. That was his choice to go to the meat, Mm -hmm. but he is always going to choose that because that's all he ever can choose because his nature is to eat meat. Right. Our nature is to sin. Right. Because of Adam's sin, our nature is to sin. Sure, we have a free choice to do good, but we can't Mm -hmm. because our nature is not to do that. Um, So we will always choose sin. So uh, the only reason I bring that up is just because I don't want to, I don't want to say that the common kind of trope that's, that's thrown out there is, oh, well, if you're Calvinist, we're all robots and we're all puppets on on God's string. Well, no, just because God's sovereign doesn't mean we're his puppets. We do actually have wills and we do actually choose. Otherwise, God would not be um, just in punishing us. Because then it wouldn't be up to, like, then we would have absolutely no, um, there's no culpability if there, if, the, if I am not the one making the choice. Right. I do believe that we make choices. It's just that all our choices all the time are sin unless God has, has regenerated us, unless right. he's brought us back to life, unless we're saved by him. And at that point, we choose him. Like, like at the point when he regenerates us, we now, uh, our nature is actually changed. So we can actually start to see God as glorious. And he's, he's actually changing us to desire good things once again, just like he created us to do. Um, right. And on the other side of that, the Arminian view would be that you can choose God or you can't. Basically, like he's offered the same grace to everyone and you can choose it or you can choose not to choose it. Right. Right. And the distinction in that is that not not that Arminians believe that um, we don't need, you know, the work of Jesus or, you know, in order to in order to choose salvation. But Jesus gets us, you know, 99 percent of the way there. But. And and so and so he is his offer his sacrifice is offered to absolutely everyone, mm-hmm. but we need to reach out and choose to accept that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't like that terminology, but I think that I think that's poignant in 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 the way that they see salvation is that we need to accept Jesus and accept what he has done for you, right? Um, which yeah, I think is um, I think is just I just think it's wrong. Um, I, I don't think it's up to us to to make that. Now, again, we make that decision, but we can only make it because God has regenerated Enabled us. Enabled us to. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And that's, that's another point of, 
I guess just reformed theology in right. general is that regeneration, that reviving work where we are no longer right. dead in sin, but in alive in Christ occurs before we actually receive faith, mm-hmm. um, before we actually have faith to believe in God. So oftentimes in a Christian's life, this happens instantaneously, right? Right, And so we don't experience that, you know, experientially, we, um, it, it seems as though we are choosing God because we are, like we do make a choice, mm-hmm. but we can only make that choice because he's, he's revived us. Right. So there, there's a little bit of a distinction there and, and it doesn't play out as cleanly in practice, right? Because it happens instantaneously. Because once he revives you, now you're changed. Now you're made, now you see how good God is and, and your desires have changed. Right. Um, Which it, goes back to my previous point is like knowing my nature, why would I even want the ability to choose? Because I know I'm always... Like, if God isn't the one changing me, Mm -hmm. if God isn't the one bringing me to that faith, if it's on me to choose it, I know what I'm going to choose. Yeah. Why would I even want the ability to choose that? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't (laughs) because I wouldn't choose God. Right. Yeah. Because we know that we're sinful, so that's that's kind of some of the ways that this that this plays out, and and um, those two those two views on I guess just just salvation in general. Um, I'm just going to bring it up because we listened to it the other day. Uh, they're they're called monergism and synergism. So um, monergism is where it, it, the word itself means that mono is one, mm-hmm. so one person is doing the work synergism is where you have multiple people right doing i'm sure you've heard the word synergy that's when mm-hmm. people come together to do something so as it pertains to our salvation monergism um is the belief that god is actually the one who does the work mm-hmm. right all by himself he doesn't need us to save us um and then synergism is is the belief that god does most of the work right jesus did the work on the cross you cannot be saved without his work, but you also need to be the one to accept that work in order for it to apply to you. Um, God's God's a gentleman and he's not going to force his way in. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, Which that would be Pelagianism. Well, yeah. So, yeah, and that... Right. So that is when you reject total depravity and you say, well, no, we're not dead. We're just sick. Or semi-Pelagianism. Right. Or yeah. Arminianism. <laughs> right, right. And it, it says, that again, that Jesus Christ is still needed. His work is still needed, but that um, it, it's needed like an antidote to a sickness rather than a revival of a dead corpse. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so that's monergism and synergism. Uh, we listened to a really good episode of The Dividing Line. Um, I'll throw a link in the description if you want to listen to it, where where they talk about this concept, uh, where James talks about this concept of of monergism and synergism and, and God's work and um, how that plays out in the Christian life. Um, so a couple other things 
and and we did say this on a, on a previous episode when we kind of blew through the five points really quickly. Um, just because we believe in total depravity that every single part of of the human is affected by sin, does not mean that every part of the human is as sinful as it possibly can be. Right? Um, God still restrains sin in unbelievers and some people crazy concept some people are more wicked than other people right because god restrains sin in other people's right. in other people's heart like like we said earlier everything that we want to do is sinful before we're saved mm-hmm. but there are people that are more wicked hitler was more wicked than well i was going to say mother teresa but that's i don't i don't mean to open that can of worms <laughs> Uh, Gandhi. Okay, that is so funny because okay. that's exactly who popped into my mind. Really? Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, so, so Hitler was a more wicked person than Gandhi, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Hitler ordered the millions of Jews to to he ordered genocide. Gandhi right. did nothing of the sort. Um, but both were still totally depraved. But um, that doesn't mean that that everyone is as wicked as they possibly could be. I mean, imagine imagine if the world was filled with people who were just completely sold over to their their sin in every single possible way. I mean, that you'd, you'd have li- hell on earth, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, not exactly because the, sorry that that's hyperbole. Hell is actually God's wrath being poured out on people, not necessarily just people being terrible to each other. So right. hell is actually worse than that but (laughs) what i'm saying is that it would be i mean i i can only imagine someone who is completely uninhibited by sin uninhibited of of their sin to where they will they will you know murder you at a a moment's notice torch yeah that's that's a that's a nightmare yeah that's a nightmarish thought so the flip side of that is that um non-christians can be moral people right they yeah. can they can have more and a lot of the times guys i mean if we were completely honest a lot of non-christians can actually be more moral than christians yeah because christians can be uh, dogmatists in certain I areas i mean take mormons exactly yeah they're their very... whole religion is based on moralism mhm yeah and they're and, and to the, the way that they, they that they live their life yeah is very um ethical mm-hmm. right they are very nice people. They they um, try to 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 do good things for their their communities. They yeah, sometimes they do more good than the Christians in their communities, um, and that's to our shame, right? I'm not saying that to to just to bash people, but I'm saying like no, like we but need being, we need to do better, right? But um, yeah, but being moral isn't what gives you salvation right right um i i think the fact that we that non-christians can be moral actually just goes to prove that we were created in god's image mm-hmm. right our art just because we are totally depraved does not take away the fact that we are made in god's image right that we have god's and, and i think that that somehow some way god is restraining evil in non-christians to where they are not completely sold over to their sin in every possible way that they Mm -hmm. can be um and they can legitimately do good in the world um 
not good according to God's standards. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not our definition of good. That, that yeah we talked about at the start, but good in in that um, things that are beneficial for right. what the political term nowadays is human flourishing. <laughs> right. Things that are beneficial for human flourishing and and things that are yeah that are genuinely beneficial. Um, things that we as Christians ought to be doing. Um, but like you said, it, 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 that also goes to show that our morality and our actions, um, were never really what, uh, what it was about in the first place. Right. We can never be saved by our morality. Mm-hmm. Right. God doesn't just want us to do good things in the world to be saved. That's a, uh, that's. Well, because we, we can't like, right. we will always fall short. Mm-hmm. All have fallen short. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Right. Yeah. And it, and even if our outward actions are good actions, using that term loosely, um, our heart is not good. Right. Our, our heart, our core, the core of our being is sinful. And so the reasons we do those moral things is sinful. It's for our own gain or it's purely for, for, well, it can't be purely. I think it's always going to be mixed because I think, I think that there's always going to be that selfish part of what we do, but we have mixed motives, mm-hmm. right? We're never going to purely do something for God's glory before we're saved because we can't because our nature is bent towards sin. And I think, yeah, that goes to show that our, our morality our our doing good things was never really about the things that we're doing, but it's about why we're doing them. Um, And once the beauty of that is that once we are changed, once we are a new creation, now we can love God and we can love what he loves. And out of that, we can do good things in the world. Yeah. Yep. I think I've just about exhausted everything that I was going to say. What, what do you think? Do you have any more thoughts on total depravity? Um, no, not specifically. Okay. Well, cool. If you, new listener, have any <laughs> thoughts on total depravity, anything we didn't cover or anything that we just totally screwed up, <laughs> you'll have to give us grace. No, I'm just kidding. Um, You can let us know how we screwed up. You can uh, shoot us a, a tweet on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Um, and even if you don't, if you have something else you want to say, you know, just some encouraging words. We'd love to hear them. Did you, you mention can, the Facebook page? No, that, that's where I was going. Okay. <laughs> that's where I was going next. You can like us on Facebook. We have a, a, a page for our podcast. So talk to me. Um, and we'll, you know, send out some updates and things on there as well. So you can, just be up to date on on what we're thinking and where we're going as as the holidays are approaching we're still planning on making this a weekly thing um but you know in case things move around or change or whatever we'll let you know first on on facebook probably on on twitter as well but yeah that's how that goes Uh, but we'd love to hear from you drop us a line yeah um so What's been going on with you lately? I never, I realized I didn't ask you how your week has been, oh, what you've fine. been up to. That's fine. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it does. No, you don't care. It matters to you me. You don't really care. You're only asking because of the podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what you were doing. Um, okay. No, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is that Monday I got like a minor cold. And so I stayed home from work at your um, behest. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I was just looking at it today and, and I do have some time off still accrued for the year. Um, so I was like, oh, this is going to go away if I don't use it. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to use it because things are ramping up because the holidays. And I mean, I have like most of the week off tomorrow or next week. Excuse me. So anyways, uh, yeah. So I took a sick day on Monday. I'm still a little congested. I don't know if you could hear it on this podcast, on this episode. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's really all that I can think of. It's been, it's been smooth sailing. Watched anything cool lately? Have I watched anything cool lately? Um, I started watching Cowboy Bebop a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yes, we bought a a documentary that that came highly recommended um, from you. Uh, what is it, what is it called? It is called American Gospel. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not the whole title. Hold on. Well, no, that is the title. But it has a subtitle as it well. It does have a subtitle, but I just want to look it up. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something. Yes, it's called American Gospel, Christ Alone. And it's awesome. It's really long, so we haven't gotten through all of it yet. Um, but it's really awesome. So the first part like, basically explains what the gospel actually is. And then the second half is going through basically how we have Americanized the gospel. Um, Comes with fries and a Big Mac. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and how that has turned into like the word of faith movement. And then, yeah, it goes on to talk more about more about the word of faith movement, how it's heresy. Um, and there are some like testimonies sprinkled in there, people who have come out of that movement. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been really, really good. Yeah. What do you think about it? Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, it's very like clear. And, uh, yeah, it just, it hits on a lot of different levels. Like it's very good in terms of just like its message, but then it's also like you hear, um, you know, personal testimonies. So it's also like emotionally, um, the, it, it connects really well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's, it's done really well. It's funny because we've watched it in chunks. It's actually way longer than I expected. It's like two hours and 20 minutes total. Um, and we purchased it. It's for purchase on on Vimeo, or mm -hmm. you can rent it there. Um, and we we went ahead and bought it just because it looked it looked really good. And uh, no, it's it's I've liked it a lot. It it yeah, it kind of made a it made a, a turn because it was talking about yeah the real gospel, and then it went into just kind of the Americanized version of the prosperity gospel mm -hmm. and, and how um, how. The American ideal, right, of the white picket fence and the 2.5 kid, you know, the nuclear family. And, and like, that's what it means to prosper in America, right? Um, which is interesting because you kind of, sorry, 
I'm going to take this a little different. Um, cause you think of like Israel and what was their, what was their, um, what was their idea of prosperity was the land that God had promised them, right? Mm-hmm. Canaan. Um, and, uh, spoiler alert, they never really uh, got that. Um, crazy because it was pointing towards something bigger. Um, and they what? settled for something here on earth. So, so that that's kind of like what America, the, well, no, no, no. America is just so prosperous that we kind of assume that wealth is what God means. Right. And mm. he wants me to live a good mm-hmm. and happy life. So, um, it kind of just demolishes that idea. Yeah. Um, by going to scripture like there's a lot of scripture in the movie and yeah it's it's really well done we haven't finished it we still have like what 20 30 minutes something like something that something like that yeah yeah because we watched it in chunks because i'm an old man um <laughs> but no it's good yeah highly recommended um i i'm sure you guys know this except you new listener for you guys for you new <laughs> listener um i'm a cheapskate at heart okay so um, you you had told me about this movie and yeah, it took a lot of prying. <laughs> well, you told me yeah, like two or three times. You know, oh, I want to see it. It looks good. And then I get on Vimeo and it's like five bucks to rent it. And I'm like, oh, that's expensive, which is funny because that's like blockbuster prices. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that's that's kind of expensive. But then it's five bucks to rent or fifteen dollars to buy. I'm like, oh, for a digital download, like $15 seems pretty expensive. Um, So I was looking around, seeing if there were any like, I don't know, deals or coupons or something like that. And I went to their Facebook page and um, they had a post probably about a month ago, because the movie's pretty new, Mm -hmm. probably about a month ago, where they basically said, the part of of the post that stuck stuck out to me was saying how they put a lot of work into the documentary and they had heard that um, it was being pirated or, or like shared, and and they were kind of like, please, please, please don't do that. Like, if you enjoyed our movie, please support us because we're looking at making this into a series. And if we can't make any money on it, then we're not we're not going to be able to continue because yeah. this takes a lot of work. And so that's when I was like, okay, we're buying the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need a discount to buy it because this is something that I want to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have trailers. So like watch a trailer or two and see if you think it's something that you might be interested in. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the trailer was where I was like, I have to watch yeah, this movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, well, can I watch it any cheaper? And then I saw that and it's, I don't know. It just, it humanized the process of making a movie. You yeah. know, it's not just a movie. It's like, this is something actual people mm-hmm. <laughs> have taken a lot of time and, and poured a lot of their resources into to create. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I don't want to spend 15 bucks on a piece of digital media, it's like, Oh no, well actually this is, this is showing my support for them. Right. Well, if it's, yeah, so, if it's something you, sh- you believe in, you should want to support it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just like we did so. with Gosnell and mm-hmm. when we bought Calvinist and yeah. Yeah. Although I guess technically MoviePass paid for Gosnell, but <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But they still got money, so <laughs> you know Ugh, they're going down the tubes, man. Um, MoviePass. Anyway, yes, yes, MoviePass is. Yeah, their financials are. I think this quarter they took another like hundred and thirty million dollar loss, something like that. Their parent company. Uh, yeah, it's. I just don't get it. Well. Well, they had ideas, 
and they're still pushing towards them, but Ugh. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think they're going to they go under. They should have just declared bankruptcy a long time ago. I <laughs> declare, declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I didn't say it. I, I declared, declared it. it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now Can't I want to watch The say. Office. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Steve Carell. Oh, by the way, uh, maybe I'll throw this. I don't know. Uh, you guys don't care. Um, <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be the hosting SNL this week. Oh, and they nice. released. A, they released like a little uh, a promo for it. And the the whole thing about this is like he's been a serious actor for a while, and so it's him like trying to learn how to be funny again. Oh, <laughs> it's just a funny, funny little skit. He's like full on gray now. Yeah, <laughs> he's an old man. I saw that. Steve Carell's awesome. All right. Well, um, I guess so. So uh, American Gospel is really good. Another thing I would suggest checking out is, um, you know, I talked earlier about how I replied to one of Dr. Paul Maxwell's tweets. I've talked about Selfwire on here before, um, so I don't necessarily need to plug it, but I do highly recommend it. It's a podcast. It's a, a series on YouTube. Um, but there's a video that he released in particular. Okay. So there's a short one that's really good called the dragon it's seven minutes long. Uh, it's really good. He like tears up in the video and it, it hits pretty hard. Um, there is a longer form one that is more theological in nature that I really liked. And it was kind of the impetus for this episode. Um, it's talking about the holy the the relationship of the Holy Spirit and willpower in the Christian. Um, so if you know if you have the Holy Spirit, then does that mean that you're going to be a strong? That you're going to have more willpower to do. You're going to have more discipline and things like that. Um, and and it, it's really good because he builds his argument. The dude's got a PhD. Okay, he builds his argument very well, um, even using uh, the reformers and what they believed and it comes to his conclusions really well as well. So um, two videos, the dragon and the Holy spirit and willpower in particular are really good from Selfwire. So cool. any, any uh, other recommendations, anything else you want to throw out there for anyone? Uh, well, there is uh, an article or really it's more of a list. Um, Listicle. From uh, Travis Carden. He put a list together of uh, verses, um, basically just proving the um, the point of provo- provo- total depravity in scripture. And so like like there's different questions and it goes through all um, goes through questions and answered, but in um, verse scripture form, so. Sweet. Yep. We'll link it. Yeah. In the show notes. Yeah. So you can take a look at it there. Um, and, and I mean, we, we've talked about confessions in the past before. Um, you know, you can learn all about Tulip from a confession. Um, but we, we like this format because it, I, I like to kind of expand upon what we're, what we're talking about as well. So how does it apply and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of kind of distinctions as well, because um, obviously confessions are written in a time and place, and so they couldn't cover everything. Right. And uh, so 
so some of the application points and things like that. Um, but if you want to know more about total depravity, there are tons of other places, probably tons of better places. You don't have to listen <laughs> to us talk about it. Search it but, on um, Ligonier Ministries. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I got some of my, my stuff Or from. Dividing Line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much any, like, Calvinist area of the, <laughs> of the internet. Well, I say that. There are some Calvinist jerks out there, so yeah. maybe not all of them. Um, yeah, PJ. What? Okay, so uh, I think that about that about wraps it up. We're, we're done. We're done. Sixty two in the can. In the can. <laughs> That's a weird expression. It is a very weird. I don't expression. know where my it boss comes uses from. it all the time. And it's like, <laughs> do you? I don't. Do you know what you're saying? I don't know. I don't think um, that means what you think it means. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Indigo <laughs> Montoya. Uh, all right. Well, I think we've we've done a good job talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing a good job. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.